0: You're listening to Vince Tracy and Neil Coburn. It's Europe Calling. What's in the news this week, especially from the UK and from Spain? Europe Calling. So, very good day everybody, welcome to the podcast, it is the 18th of October 2022, our weather is autumnal, but once the sun comes out from behind any clouds that are about, uh, certainly you know it's still quite warm. Anyway, we're going to fictionally get across the mountain range and down towards Pollup here on the Costa Blanca and say a very good day. Welcome to Neil. Neil, good day to you, what's your weather like down there?
1: Good day, Vince. It's, to be honest, it's cracking flags today. We've not got any cloud here at the moment. It was a bit uh, misty this morning, you know, just before I was going out for a walk. But as soon as I got out and the sun came out, it's beautiful. It really is.
0: Right. OK, well, as ever, there's stacks to discuss. Uh, the weirdest sort of things are coming up here, left, right and centre, as we look, uh, first of all, at our first story today... Um... Okay, we'll start with this one. Okay, so our first uh, story former British fighter pilots are training the Chinese. To shoot down Western aircraft, officials warned last night. Apparently, up to 30 pilots have recently moved to China after securing £250,000. A year contracts to teach Western flying procedures. Um, so all this has come out and due to legal loopholes, there's nothing the armed forces can do to prevent the Beijing brain drain. A potential threat to national security in which Chinese pilots could be given a lethal advantage in any future con- conflict. Uh, Many more top Royal Air Force pirates have been approached by intermediaries acting on behalf of the People's Liberation Army but declined their offers and uh, uh, sources have uh, obviously been uh, trying to get this all together as Western officials were saying Britain was discussing with the Allies how to respond to the issues as they are similarly affected. The Daily Mail has been told fast jet pilots from Australia and Canada have also been lured to China on huge contracts. So anybody who basically hasn't twigged to the fact that um, behind everything at the moment we've got China and Russia um, is living on another planet for me because, you know, to read that in a British newspaper doesn't really surprise me, although it should surprise me. Um, It certainly doesn't um, bear any semblance to what happened in the last World War, does it?
1: No, no, no. I mean, uh, you see, if they're retired, you see, and they've come out of the Army, Air Force, uh, I suppose they can go and do what they want, you know. But it's like, yeah, we'll give you these bombs, yeah. And and if uh, if another war breaks out, don't worry, we'll be bombing, you, you, we'll show you how to use them, and then you can use them on us. I mean, how ridiculous is that?
0: Well, uh, this was my immediate reaction, so I, I, I was feeling exactly the same as you. And then uh, this comment came up, and I thought, yes, that's interesting, that. I'm pretty sure when they return, they will have considerable knowledge that will be useful to our Ministry of Defence. China's capabilities in planes, technologies, tactics, abilities of uh, the plane, all the up-to-date info that all military love to have. It wouldn't surprise me if some of them are not there purposely uh, by our MOD specifically to gather information. Trouble is, too many people don't think it through. Well, that
1: that's not a bad idea, that is it? You know, we'll show. Them. We don't mean we're showing them exactly what we're doing. You know, it might have been a stage before what we're, where we're up to now, and and then they can suss out what's you know what's behind it and all that. Well, that's, well, yeah, I'm with you on that. Like it's it's not. Don't seem a bad idea if that's the reason. You know.
0: Well, again, like you, that was my first reaction. I thought to myself, yeah, that that makes sense, that. And then I was looking at the way China sort of reacts uh, to anybody who doesn't uh, want to agree with them and any dissident, they either imprison them or suddenly they've gone. So my thought is uh, the Chinese are not naive. They will have thought that one through as well, won't they? I would imagine so, yeah. So, I mean, what what do you do, you see? You've trained your pilots. Um, they are now free agents. And so, realistically, um, it was always likely to happen, especially when you look at another uh, comment that I haven't written down here, but uh, it was somebody saying, well, th- they don't do anything different to um, what the politicians are doing. I mean, if you think about it, uh, the Prime Minister, Liz Truss, uh, was a Liberal when she first went into politics. So, you know, I mean... Yeah,
1: yeah and we did on that one as well, yeah. Uh, you see, but we, we've all, we've always been, you know, uh, our MOD and all that, but it, we've always been, you know, ahead of everybody else in it. And then once we, we know that they work properly, then we go and sell them to anybody else. And then all of a sudden, they want to have a fight with us. You know, that's the thing with that, isn't it?
0: yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on then. Not, not the best way to start, but that is apparently what's going on as we go uh, to this one. So, Nicholas Sturgeon, this was yesterday. Scottish leader in the Parliament up in Scotland claiming the UK is fundamentally on the wrong path Um, as she continued her fresh push for Scottish independence. The Scottish First Minister insisted an independent Scotland would be able to have its own Scottish pound and dismissed suggestions that Scots would be required to use passports to get into England as utter nonsense. But Ms Sturgeon admitted there would be other border checks for trade between Scotland and England. Opponents questioned how she could avoid an independent Scotland having to join the euro single currency if she sees through her wish to join the European Union. The First Minister claimed that Scotland would not qualify automatically to join the euro and stressed it was not the right option for her country. Ms Sturgeon gave a press conference in Edinburgh this afternoon, sorry, that was yesterday afternoon, following the release of a new Scottish government paper setting out its economic proposals for an independent Scotland. The First Minister tore into the current chaos at Westminster as Liz Truss battled uh, to cling on as Prime Minister amid a financial meltdown. The SNP leader claimed the current economic tr- troubles were a crisis um, long in the making and not a temporary phenomenon. The UK economy is in long-term decline. The UK economic model is failing and failing badly. She wouldn't really be that outrageous in what she said there. But what really is outrageous, considering how much money they are getting from the current arrangements, uh, it's the same as possibly the uh, the air pilots. You know, is there no loyalty anywhere among thieves these days?
1: Well, no, that's obvious, isn't it? No matter where you look. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, no matter where you look. They're all, you know, we've said it before. They, they all want the noses in the trough, don't they? But, uh, but that, that she's not bothered, right, Nicola Sturgeon. She's not bothered about Scotland. She's not bothered about UK. That's been her goal since she started off in politics, that she wants uh, Scot- Scotland to break away from UK. Uh, but she don't come up with, you know, like she's saying, you can use the pound. No, you can't, because if you break away from UK, you can't use the pound. You can't go into the euro because it takes so long before they'll even think about letting you in and using the euro. So tell us, tell us, some, tell us what you're going to do. You know, you see, it's like that Keir Starmer. He's all like just bleating on here, there, and everywhere, but they, they've got no backup with it. And that's the same. That's been the same for her since she went into politics. That all she's interested in is this independence for Scotland. And always has been.
0: I, I'm not too sure where and how different would it would ever make it if they became independent. Because, quite frankly, I've always thought of Scotland as another country. Yeah, okay, it's part of the United Kingdom. But realistically, when you've got 52, uh, I think it is, um, members of Parliament that can come down and um, vote in the English Parliament, and we've got nobody that goes up to vote in the Scottish Parliament, uh, that would appear to me that they're pretty independent anyway. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. He, he gets
1: up, doesn't he, from the uh, Scottish Parliament and he's bleating on about this, that and the other and all that. But that's fine. I'll tell you what, let's just stop feeding any money up to Scotland for six months or three months or whatever and see see how she gets on then. How's she going to, you know, do all these projects that she's allegedly wants to do? You know, and not, none of it's good to the UK. She's got rebuild Adrian's Wall and this, that and the other, you know, so you've got to stay out, you know. I don't know
0: if i just think
1: it's a policy
0: if russia decided to keep along these dangerous roads that they're decided to go on um and just for an example they had somewhere up in the north of scotland they wanted to invade i, I don't really know how many people they've got in the scottish armed forces is there any 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 idea that you've ever heard
1: I've never heard of any Scottish army, never. So, Not as I know, so if, if, if they invade Scotland, what's she going to do? She's going to be at front of line, you know, with a, you know, with a little pop gun or something like that, saying, "No, no, you can't come in here. We're independent, us, no. Have you have you ever heard of a Scottish?
0: Army? No, no, not at all. I mean, the only the only time they have an army is when they decide to come and play football against England, and they, you know they might all get together with the sporrans and the kilts and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, they've always Ali's been... army, yeah, in World Cup, yeah, that yeah. Was another failure, wasn't it? <laughs> but I mean, they've always been um, a good part, a good member of the United Kingdom. It's just that yeah. basically. Um, you know, when we used to live back in the UK, you you didn't have this sort of engineering that it's the UK. You know, it was just basically you never really thought, you thought there were four different countries all operating together. So, you know, they could agree on certain things and then get on with life. But uh, she is hell-bent on destroying it, isn't she? Yeah. That,
1: that's, as I said earlier, that she's been hell-bent on this. Even when she started in lower ranks of it, she, you know, she was the one where we were needing independent Scotland, we need, you know, and all this lot, and got rid of Alex Salmon, and she stepped in, and then all of a sudden, boom, here we go. Now, that's all, but well, that's all you hear from her. You don't hear, you know, anything else about politics in Scotland. No. You just hear about her wanting independence.
0: Okay, we'll um, go to the next one. It's your calling. You're listening to this, Tracy, Neil Colborne. What's in the news this week, especially from the UK and from Spain? You're a call. Like we said last week, I've got to say at least um, she does appear to be a leader, unlike uh, what England have got at the moment. Anyway, uh, next we look at a primary school teacher and this primary school teacher has lost a job after she refused to address an eight-year-old pupil with male pronouns, um, has launched legal action against the school's governors and the local council. Uh, She's anonymous, obviously, um, because they say she lost her job. I know it's a female. Is bringing a judicial review after she was sacked by the school earlier this year with the case to be heard in the High Court in Birmingham next week. It's thought to be the first time a teacher has taken action of this kind. Now, the Sunday Times reported that the Year 4 teacher was suspended last autumn after she refused to use male pronouns and a male name for a pupil, arguing that it could cause harm to the child. She continued to challenge the school's transgender-affirming policies, which included allowing the child to wear boy's uniform and use the boy's toilets before she was sacked earlier this year. The school's head teacher had told her in September last year that a pupil in her next class would be referred to by a boy's name after the head had agreed to the child's parents' request to do so. In an email to the head, the teacher wrote that she did not agree with calling the child by the requested name and pronouns. She said, I think it is harmful. She said her email flustered the head and that they had replied, you have no choice, the family has requested it. Ewan Loco Parentis should now be banned from teaching for life after the school reported her to the teaching regulation agency. The teacher's case is being backed by the Christian Legal Centre, the legal branch of evangelical campaign group Christian Concern. It says it works with clients taking a stand for Jesus and handled cases for Christians who have found themselves in court on account of their faith the group lobbies against lgbt rights such as the government's planned conservation uh, sorry conversion therapy ban and has previously held events such as about protecting children against the transgender agenda the school's policy was backed by advice from the local council the charity stonewall and the Church of England Diocese, along with other members of staff, the teacher had attended trans awareness training, which including materials provided by the local council, including some from LGBT charity Stonewall. The resources told staff that 8 in 10 transgender children realise they are transgender before they leave primary school. The local council told the Sunday Times we will not comment on a case that is subject to ongoing proceedings. Our priority is the welfare of every child educated in our school. Lady from Guildford, I think it is, um, makes a comment. This, about time, this madness was stopped. You can't drive a car until 17. Can't vote or drink until 18. How is this allowed? I think parents have to take some of the blame. OK, long read that. Um, it's bonkers, it's totally bonkers for me. What do you think? So this is a girl who is turning up in
1: boys' uniform at school and the teacher's got to address her as a boy's name.
0: That's an eight- Is that right? Yes, an eight-year-old girl.
1: Yeah, eight-year-old, yeah. I mean, do me a favour. Let the children be children, right? Girl and boy. Girl and boy. Go out and play. Go out and grow up. Then, when you're old enough, if you want to change genders, that's fine. Get on with it. But other than that, babies, which is what we're talking about, basically, seven, six, seven, eight-year-olds, how ridiculous are some people? I just don't get it at all. But but all this, you know, the council. Hey, who's on this council? They won't flogging or getting rid of. You know, you've got to do it. No, I haven't got to do it because she's a girl in a in a boy's suit or a boy's uniform. That's all she is. And if her name's Erica, have I got to call her Eric now? Well, no, her name's Erica. Whatever's on the birth
0: certificate, you know. Do me a favour. I had a friend. The world's gone bonkers. Well, well it has. But then again, you see, my idea that this is all about trying to defeat the family now starts looking a bit more firm. You know, I told you I read in the Communist Party manifesto many years ago that the um, Marxist idea was if you defeat the family, you can defeat capitalism, which I think you're seeing in evidence at the moment. And I think, quite frankly, um, I I did the right thing to come away from teaching because I could not, I would not have looked at a little girl and called her he. The whole idea of um, having the pronoun is there because if you don't know the name, at least you do know that you're talking to a boy or a girl. Well, um, I've just had somebody come back from the UK and they were telling me about this big... Transgender uh, person, um, you know, complaining because people were not talking to them properly and all this. Sorry, these are the ones who are on the fringes. They, these, this is not normal behaviour to me. It's almost as if the public health people are abdicating their obligations. If you've got a child of eight, you don't let the child of eight tell you. Um, what they are going to be called, etc., etc. Because if the teacher maybe made the wrong call for something that the parents who are making this difficult, if they wanted to suddenly change midstream, where would that leave the school? So I'm with the I'm with the teacher on this one. It's totally and utterly I am. wrong.
1: I am because look, right. So if all this LGBT malarkey. Right, And think. Why don't they start their own schools then? Let them, have, you know, let them build a school just for LGBT. That somebody wants to be called Eric instead of Erica or whatever, you know, or dressing boys' clothing or boys dressing in girls' clothing or whatever, you know. All, all that is is cross dressing. You know, that's what it was called when I, was, you know, when I was growing up. You know, a man wants to dress as a woman. You know, well, they were, they, were, they were called weird and all this lot. But well, that, that's what it was called. Oh, he's just a cross-dresser, you
0: know. Well, I mean, for example, we live near this town of Benidorm. Yeah. Where you have an area which is predominated by people who live differently. Okay, that's up to them. But I still would prefer to know when I'm talking to a bloke, even if I know he's dressed up as a woman. I used to work with one of these, actually. Nice guy. Got on very well with him, actually. Um, But I I still knew that he was cross-dressing and then knew that he was dressing up. So when he actually called me from a car when I was walking in the road and you see this um, person dressed as a woman but with a very deep voice... um, you know, you, you tend not to take it as seriously as some of the complications could make it.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if that, listen, if you if you want to dress as a woman, that's fine by me. And if you're still my mate, you're still my mate. But at least I know I'm talking to a man. I mean, we, you, you know, there's there's loads of drag acts uh, down in Bannerdome, as, as you well know. Uh, and then when you see them come off, right they'd go back to being a man again and having a drink with lads and this, that and the other. But these they are taking it as far as they can, as you say, that with, like with an eight-year-old, that's absolutely ridiculous. Wait till, they, wait till they've grown up, see what they want to be. You're not having an eight-year-old saying, uh, listen, I want to go. Somebody's put that in her head. Oh, Somebody so. has definitely put it in her head. She's not just come up with that and said, oh, mum, uh, I, f- I fancy going to uh, school as a boy. No, it's not happening. You're a girl. Trust me, says so on your
0: birth certificate. Female. OK, Neil, Um, uh, we'll move on. It is becoming very, very weird. Very weird. OK, we're talking wheelie bins now. Could be a thing of the past in the UK as councils consider whether to roll out European-style super bins. This was after a successful launch in Liverpool, and the huge underground bins, which, of course, we have right here. I've got one about uh, 50 yards from where I'm speeding. Um, the huge underground bins uh, where cities such as Amsterdam can hold up to 5,000 litres of waste, equating to a week's worth of rubbish. From 20 houses made from steel or reinforced plastic to reduce odour, the subterranean super bins are filled by a pedal system at street level and unloaded into a lorry by a crane drop mechanism when full. It's hoped the underground revolution, first proposed by Liverpool City Council earlier this year, could eliminate black bin bag waste known for causing litter and attracting rats flies and bad smells how far are you away from one of these super bins would you say
1: 100
0: yard okay so
1: 100 yard down below uh the, 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 and, and, and they work by compressed air off, off the off the bin wagon and he comes and he plugs it in and they all rise up right, and then this crane comes over lifts them up releases the stuff drops them down right so, but now what? What they've had them all, all over here since I've been here. I'm only 15 year now, uh, right outside the, the, the bars in the village, and that. And they've decided now to change them. Instead of keep digging down and costing a fortune and this, that, and the other, now they they, they put bins on top again, where this this uh, grabber comes over, lifts it over onto the wagon. Drops it in the wagon, then all the bottom shuts up as it all drops back down to to the floor. And uh, th- so they've they've gone from these that were underground, and they massive these bins. I mean, the, the other thing at, at our end is the bin men come every every night. Yeah, you hardly ever hear them. They just come along, pick it up, drop it out, away it goes. This bin bag stuff, but it it, it don't matter how far you are away from it. You've got to put that rubbish in that bin. You know, you'll get some of them just dumping them on side of the road, you know, black bin bags and this, that and the other. But it seems to work here. Yeah. And then where the bin men can't get up, you know, in, in Polipo, the them streets are really narrow. Yeah. They send, they send a smaller wagon. Yeah. And people have hooks outside the, the doors and who come on. And one man goes up in the in the white Well, two, one driver, one thing. And he unhoops them off and throws them back at wagon and then when they come back down, they get they get put into the big the the big uh, wagon again. So it's, you've got to all work together. You don't. Nobody wants black bin bags lying up. But I mean, I remember years ago, bin, bin men years ago, they had solid metal bins. They had to carry them on the shoulder and chip them in. No, these these bin men don't want to do anything. You know. Well I've got a friend in
0: I've got a friend Go in Australia and uh, he is a bin man and basically he goes out in the morning with this Automatic, all automated lorry um, virtually has to just sort of sit in his lorry, get the thing to um, extend, pick up the bin, put it back, um, empty, get on with the next one. Um, you know, he loves his job, and you can see mm. why. Um, it's not carrying rubbish like people used to have to do. Exactly. But, I mean,
1: it, it is a it is a great job for everybody if everybody just gets the bin back puts it in the bin, and he'll come at night, and he'll lift it up, put it thing it, and then take it away. You know, it's, I mean, here, I, I can't fault it here. Okay. Every night, our bins are empty. You know, there's one bin for, like, a, a big bin. I don't mean, you know, just a, a bin. A big bin in a the, in the, in the thing at the end of the street. You just walk up there,
0: put your black bin bag in, and that's it. And by morning, it's gone. Okay, so the Contested. message... The message to the UK is it's all good and it's on the way. So enjoy. Let's go to our next one. Now, sadly, this is becoming quite uh, prevalent. Three thugs caught on CCTV fleeing a shooting where a 13-year-old boy was left paralysed after being shot in the spine with a homemade gun. Uh, They've been jailed for life. Zidane, uh, sorry, I won't give you these names, I don't want to give them anything, but they're all not, shall we say, uh, Caucasian. We'll keep it nice and simple. Uh, They gunned down the schoolboy after he strayed onto their turf in Birmingham. The victim and his friends were on their way to get food when he was attacked in an underpass at Hockley Circus on November the 18th last year. A court heard that the teen was shot because he crossed into the territory of a notorious gang called Arm Response. And following the chilling attack, one of these guys even made a rap music video expressing his regret that he had failed to kill the young boy. The victim managed to call nine 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 despite his injuries to call uh, the ambulance service and tell them that he'd been shot. Um, absolutely awful to think that somebody doesn't matter what colour you are, somebody want to do that to somebody else. I just don't understand that.
1: It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it's like saying, oh, somebody's just walking up the street that you don't know, you don't live in your street, and you just walk out and shoot him. I mean, you see, no. they said they've been, they've been given life. No, they haven't been given life. there will be, be a little bit on the end that said they must serve at least 11 years or something like that. that. That's what I'm saying about this law. It's a nonsense. Also, the parents should be, you know, should be brought into this as well and saying, you know, what are you doing with your kids here? You? you know, this is not the way you're supposed to bring people up. They're walking about with homemade guns and God knows what on the streets. It's ridiculous. And until you start punishing it, you know,
0: severely, then it's just gonna go on and on and on. Yeah. I mean when when we think of our own childhood, yes, there were gangs of teddy boys with uh, chains and knives and things. Um, yeah, mobs and rockers and all that and going going having a a fisticuffs
1: on beach or whatever and then everybody walks away and it's fine, there were were nobody shooting and stabbing and God knows what, killing people, you
0: know. Very, very sad and sadly um, you then look at the politics behind it and people calling for the fact that they shouldn't have stop and search because it tends to be all... Directed at one particular part of the community, but then the problem is that's the part of the community where we have the problem. Exactly. So, so have got to find. So you've su- got to
1: jump on that problem the minute you do. All these do got to say, oh, it's, it's all biased one way. Can, well, have a look at just have a look at the, the prison population, and have a check it from there. If, if you're not carrying, this is what makes me laugh in the UK. As well, you don't have to carry. You know, like here we have to carry our TIE or a driving license. Or, you know, uh, uh, with a photograph of it. Yeah. You don't have to do any of that in England. You know, but there, stop and search it's like, well, oh, you're just picking on on one. Yeah, well, it's them. And if they've got knives on them and guns in them, that's the reason they're stopping them and searching them. You know, you can pat me down any time of any day, any any time at, any, any time at day, any day of week. Pat me down if you think I'm, you know, I've, I've got a gun or a knife or anything. If you're not doing any wrong, then there's no miter with it. But it's all these that as soon as somebody like these these will get life, they'll be, oh, they're only kids. They're only kids. You shouldn't give them life. You shouldn't give them 11 years, you know. But what should you do? You should be put in for life, meaning life. Until the punishment fits the crime, you're just wasting your breath.
0: Totally agree with you. And when people claim that, you know, it's all just on one part of the community. I mean, I can remember um, I would be probably 17. And because... When I got paid, I used to ask the, because um, the, the, we got paid from an office, if you remember, you know, at one time, I used to ask them to give me bags of shillings so I could sort all my money out, uh, you know, give me mum, mum her money, uh, then the, the other bit for the bus furs and then the bit for dinner, you know, and uh, I remember I was paid on the Friday. I remember going to um, a house in Liverpool and then I had to get back to get the bus and boat returned, so I had to run like crazy down to the pier head to get the bus. Anyway, I was going like the clappers, and I got stopped and searched. And of course, then I was trying to tell the police exactly why I've got bags of shillings. Of course, they thought I'd done the meters. So <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah,
1: gas meters,
0: huh? yeah. yeah. Um, it took a, it took me a while. I nearly, nearly missed the last bus, but I think I managed to talk my way out of it. Um, but yeah. OK, let's give you the next one. Here we go. I had to quickly adjust something then so we're looking next at Albanian migrants and uh, they're working apparently at cannabis farms within three days of um, crossing the channel and this is now an investigation which they are beginning to tell us a bit more about it. The men are being actively recruited by drug lords to cultivate cannabis in empty houses and industrial buildings that have been converted into production sites following their release from detention. The migrants, the majority of whom are men in their 20s, carry out the work to help pay £5,000 debts owed to Kurdish people, smugglers, um, following a treacherous journey in dinghies across the Channel. It comes as the Ministry of Justice yesterday revealed that a record £12 Has been 12 million pounds has been spent in the last year alone to provide Albanian translators to communicate legal proceedings to suspected criminals. That's more than double the figure five years ago. That surge comes as the number of Albanians locked up in prisons in England and Wales has also soared uh, from 726 to 1500. Uh, This is somebody speaking to the Albanian TV A2CNN, a a migrant, said he was working in London um, after spending a week in mountains in France after three attempts to cross the Channel were blocked by the authorities, who punctured the inflatable boats he had planned to use. As he made a fourth attempt, he had to be rescued by the UK Coast Guard after his packed dinghy ran out of petrol. This according to The Telegraph now. He told the documentary, we were kept for three days in a detention centre, then transferred to a hotel. I managed to talk with my relatives who came and took me from the hotel. I'm working in a cannabis house to pay the money I borrowed to pay for the journey on the boat. What do you make of that?
1: Well, here we go again. I mean, it's not the border force that pick them up. It's like a taxi now. You just you wave one down in France and they'll come and pick you up. It's a nonsense. There were they were one in Oldham, uh, but it were a mill. And they got them all growing, you know, and they, they're connecting to, you know, electric points and this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden, it set on fire and four of them were killed in there. You know, this is... But, How how, do we keep letting them, and we're not sending anybody back? If you're illegal, you're illegal. You shouldn't be in the country, so you get on that plane that we've had waiting since God knows when, early June or somewhere, or wherever it were, to take illegal immigrants back at a time, or take them to Rwanda or somewhere, or Uganda or somewhere, and for for them to have a better life there. But no, nobody's been sent back yet. Nothing's happened, and more and more keep coming. And so you see, this is what I'm saying. Like we we're talking about them, that the kids are shot that lad. Unless the punishment fits the crime, then there's no point in having it. You might as well just let everybody coming. I think the shutting door now, when the horse is already bolted,
0: you know. Well, for my money, if you um, go back to my pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, you see. This has been going on for so long now. I can remember a couple of years ago, um, there was a video doing the rounds on Facebook and it was Nigel Farage outside a posh hotel. Um, Then he went inside and they wouldn't answer the questions he was putting to them. And there were all these guys all uh, hanging around the hotels. So they know this has been going on for years. Now... My question is, why... Now, there's a theory, and there's conspiracy theories. You'll always get people who will want to try and put two, 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 and two together and end up with four. We're we're just... that's the way we operate. When somebody tells us nothing can be done or something is being done, and yet we blatantly and patently know nothing is being done, my question is, why is it being allowed to happen? We now know from straight from the horse's mouth, according to that particular good source, the Telegraph, something is being allowed to happen and is allowed by the authorities. I'd love to know what they're up to, wouldn't you? Exactly.
1: And not only that, I mean, no wonder, you know, we're borrowing money left, right and centre. You know, we're all going to be on our knees. And and nothing's being done because we just keep letting this happen. And we're giving them money and we're giving them food and we're putting them up in hotels. When that when that documentary, well, uh, Nigel Farage went, he couldn't get a hotel room in any any of the the, the places that he went on the south coast where these uh, immigrants are coming in. These illegal immigrants are coming in. He couldn't get a hotel room for love and the money. Four star, three star, all stars, no. And we're we're still putting them up and we're still standing by. And I mean, that Patel, she got this plane ready and this, that and the other. And all of a sudden, now all these, uh, you know, these Mickey Mouse um, solicitors, they want to drag this out for about 10 years. So we've got to keep them still selling these all for 10. No, send them back. And then you put their case here and let them go through the, the proper procedure. And if they pass all that, then you let them back in. But if you don't, they stay there.
0: And I France believe
1: help us. We I paid fifty-two million last year to stop them coming. We didn't stop any.
0: Yeah, but I believe there's more to this in many ways. Um, you know, I don't think it's being clever. I just think it's being sensible. I mean, if you think about it, um, suddenly you have to have quotas in your parliament so you have to have certain people with certain um you know credentials either of a race or sexual orientation or whatever it is and then suddenly when they get into the positions that they seek all the things that hitherto were were not really big problems have all suddenly become big problems you know for example um you know Liz Truss thinks that she's going to be the prime minister whereas now it's not even Jeremy Hunt it's to do with the bonds that have been um you know the 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 debt that has now been accrued which we've been paying all our lifetime don't forget neil you know yeah, um, we? it was all we are. it was all war reparation wasn't it
1: Where,
0: yeah. whereas now this latest thing um i think it's just a huge onslaught of all different types of different ways to do it to um, diminish Britain in general and diminish England in particular. I think yeah, there's no doubt in that. Yeah, I, I think really the sad thing is that uh, unfortunately um, after we've been educated for the years that we've been in education to see all this happening and then being being told that a teacher has to Call an eight-year-old by a different pronoun. The, the the whole thing sounds a bit too weird and contrived to me.
1: Exactly. Years ago, all in the summer months, we used to want uh, uh, immigration, come, uh, immigrated people, to come over and and pluck the apples and the grapes and the pears and then work in the fields and this that and the other. Put them up in a, you know, put them up on the farms and this that and the other. Now, oh, that's gone way beyond them now. Well, we're not doing that anymore when we can get over there, live in a four-star hotel and get everything, everything done for us if we go along in a dinghy. Yeah, you know, what's the world coming to?
0: Well, uh, sadly... Well, when I say sadly, I'm glad I'm not there anymore because quite honestly, I I mean, I I couldn't have taught in a classroom after what I've just been reading. And OK, but i give you the next one. Stand by. Here comes another one. Okay, so we've got these eco-zealots and they're blocking all sorts of uh, important highways and byways. Uh, I've just picked this one up the day before yesterday. And uh, the Just Stop Oil lot blocked Park Lane and sprayed paint over an Aston Martin showroom. um, And they've been branded thugs and vandals by the Home Secretary. The protesters now on their 16th day of disruption descended on the famous London Highway. As you know now, there's a bridge, which uh, there's a couple up on the bridge, and the traffic is all held up. Um, You know, this goes on and on and on. What I just can't get round my head uh, at all is what do the police and the army let them get away with this for? Well, it's it's got
1: a bit politicians that say, listen, go in there. Listen. If someone kicks off here, you know, in Spain, you know that these these uh, national police come in vans all of a sudden. Trust me. When they tell you get out of the way, you get out of the way. Because if not, they start cracking you over the with them, with these big batons and God knows what. And they don't mess about here. But because we've got a bloody foot now, they're on this bridge, so we'll have to get some proper equipment up there and and just for, you know, on, on ankle, them from, from this bridge and this and the other way, everybody can't get to work and God knows what. And then they'll fine them about 50 quid. Do you know what I mean? So, oh, they pay the 50 quid and then they go on another bridge in, in a couple of weeks or whatever. It's just it's just going round and round and round because nobody takes responsibility and says, just get that cleared. Now, however, if they fall off the bridge, that's their own fault. They, they, they've climbed up it, they can climb down it, you know. Yeah, I'm not I'm I feel like as I'm just going round and round in circles here. If, if well, the if the punishment don't fit the crime, then they're gonna they're just gonna carry on forever, more doing it.
0: Well, this is what I say with the way I'm feeling that this is now uh, okay. We go back to the conspiracy theory, etc., etc., because you know the government surely can't be that stupid. They can't be that inept that if you've got people blocking the highways you have a police force you have the military and you can't seem to get these I mean, they're not even big burly people they're just, you know, um, eco-warriors who basically um, just are totally irresponsible and quite frankly, uh, I think they're making a well, they're making a farce of having a police force if I'm honest
1: exactly, and we're not in a war with anybody so we've got a full load of army lads there. Listen, you just get in there and get them off there as quick as you can. They soon move.
0: Soon move straight away. Well, you see, you, you think to yourself whether or not you should really be paying more attention to these people. Maybe these are all very, very intelligent people or... Um, But really, most of us will probably know now. They're just people who read books and spout anything. Now, for example, there was another... uh, This is not connected, but at the same time, I'm connecting it. It was a picture of a group of geology students... And they almost became history after they risked their lives by standing under a fragile cliff prone to rockfalls. So you've got these 15 university students ignoring warning signs about getting too close to the 150 foot sandstone cliff at West Bay in Dorset. They're on a field trip, of course, to the Jurassic Coast, wearing, you would expect, their hard hats, their yellow hard hats. The group huddled together by the cliff face to examine some of the 180 million year old rocks, seemingly oblivious to the dangers they were in. A shocked resident observed them for about 20 minutes. But this is the problem, isn't it? The idiots are now taking over the asylum. These are people who are supposed to know what, you know, what's going on. They're supposed to be studying what's going on. But instead of that, we hear of this particular ridiculous situation. And yet, um, they're all having their photographs taken with their clever uh, university students, um, badges on and hard hats and everything. It's just... We are looking at stupidity written large for me.
1: Exactly, and if, if that rock would have fell down and killed them all, everybody would have been mourning. Oh, it's the government's fault. That that shouldn't. Be. If you've got erosion, you know, along the sea, along the sea walls and this, that, and the other, you, you know, and somebody wants to go and sit underneath it. Oh, you know, what? It, it just beggars belief. And they're supposed to be these, as you say, these students that are trying to work out. What erodes it, let me tell you what erodes it, and I'm not a, I've am not. never been to college or anything, it's the it's sea, and it comes in, and it goes out, and it comes in, and it goes out, and it wears away, you know, by time. You know, and these are supposed to be our next generation of making uh, the country perfect again.
0: Just beggars just belief. I really don't understand it. I'm going to go quickly to another one where closed circuit television captured a horrific moment. A motorcyclist hits three young schoolgirls while he was driving nearly double the speed limit uh, and it was a hit and run. This guy is 27, has been jailed after ploughing into the trio while driving 55 miles per hour in 30 miles per hour in Southampton on August the 1st. The footage showed he was going so fast that when he braked, the back wheel of his motorbike came off the ground. Uh, he eventually came to a stop 31 metres up the road. However, he fled without leaving his details and shocked witnesses then rushed to help these young girls. One was only 10 who needed Needed reconstructive surgery to a serious cut on her left leg. The other two were both aged 12. He was arrested a week later, hit with other multiple charges, including causing serious injury by careless driving, a new charge that came into effect this year. Okay, do you know what his sentence was? Three years suspended. Sentence to nine months in prison and banned from driving for two years. There you go.
1: There you go. Repeating it again. Oh. The, the thing... It beggars belief.
0: It just keeps beggaring belief. I, yeah. I, I, just, oh. I, I just give up. You see, when you look at these magistrates, I would imagine that some of the magistrates will be the same people who are behind the uh, action that's going on with these eco-zealots, I think that really they, they're detached from the reality of life. And I think that's the problem. You know, you've got people who basically are running a just justice system which is not allowing the police to do what they should be and can be doing because the police, in a general sense, are really, really good. Uh, it's when they get them to court that we all seem to get the problem. And... Exactly, same with
1: these judges and QCs and all this lot, you know, they, they live in a different world than us, yeah. you know, they, they, you, they can't see what's happening, you know, it's like saying, you know, upper management can't see what's happening on the ground floor, yeah. well they're not bothered about what's happening on the ground floor, as long as they're still getting the pockets filled with money and this, that and the other, uh, you know, well, just, yeah, just give him nine months, you know, and ban him for driving for two years. But I think the magistrates—they—they they only have a, up to a certain thing that they can—they can do. The, what they should do then is send it up to Crown Court, yeah. where they can get, you know, bigger sentencing.
0: I think a lot of people like us are really fed up to the back teeth. You know what can be done, and you know what should be done, and it isn't being done. Right, exactly. time for time for another couple. Here is the next one. Okay, so. A family has revealed how their beloved three-year-old Chihuahua was mauled to death by two vicious dogs while out on an early morning walk. The 51-year-old lady was out for a walk with her uh, pet Chihuahua on Wednesday morning when two dogs raced around a corner and attacked her pet. The dog suffered a punctured lung and died on the scene in Seacroft in Leeds at around uh, 5.45am. the mother of two feared the two dogs, which she claimed were crossbreeds and part of uh, Bedlington Terriers were used for urban hunting. Didn't tell us what happened next, but um, you can imagine that they're still trying to find out the these two dogs. Uh, shocking. I mean, somebody walking along with their little dog. that That's awful to think that, you know, something like that can happen. And um, what what recrimination have got? Have people got these days it seems almost like um there's nothing that immediately can be done for that lady how sad is that
1: it, it's, it really is sad. but how many times this year have we had you know these little men who like big dogs you know it's always the little men who like big dogs and one, one got five of them and it's killed his mother ripped yeah. his mother to shreds in the house yeah and we've had others you know little kids being attacked by these, you know, so-called, you know, pit bulls or whatever, you know, whatever dogs they are, uh, you know, attacking everybody. And, but there's no, there's no big punishment for anything like that. You know, as I say, that this, that woman who, uh, he, her son lived it with her, he got all these dogs, all of a sudden they attack her and kill her, and he probably goes, ah oh, well, I don't want my dogs putting down, you know, all that, you know, some of them are brain dead, you know. And they're all them that have these dogs that are nasty and, and that yeah. You know. what do you need a nasty dog? I get I get if you've got a building and you know, and it's a guard dog that's yeah. outside outside and has its own kennel and that and somebody comes in and attacks them, you know, that's what they're there for. Remember they used to call them scrapyard dogs, didn't they? Yep. You know, yeah roffs and all that. You know, if you walk past there as though you were looking as though you might want to be breaking in nick a bit of lead or something like that? and these come snarling at you on the other side of the you'd think twice, wouldn't you? But no, they let them off the lead, don't, they don't give a, a damn about any anybody else's little dogs and this, that, and the other, that are lovely little pets, and just watch them rip them, rip them apart. It,
0: it's disgusting. OK, I'm going to try and finish with two more. We'll try this one. Okay, more than one in ten clamps attached to the wheels of untaxed vehicles in the last five years have been forcefully removed or damaged when vigilante motorists have tried to extract them. These are official figures now of 635,445 clamps locked onto vehicles by contractors working on behalf of the DVLA Between 2017 and 2021, a staggering 82,475 of the shekels were gone on arrival. So the data also showed that Birmingham is the clamped capital of Britain, uh, with 21,378 cars immobilised by the DVLA for not having tax between 2017 and 2021. I can't really say much of that surprises me. Um, you know, because basically, if people are getting clamped, um, it wasn't going to take that long before people start finding a way that they wouldn't get clamped. What do you think?
1: Exactly. They just go and buy a little, uh, a little hand angle grinder from Alford's for about a tenner, fifteen quid. Just walk up, switch it on, cut it off, and leave it. You know, I mean, you see all these programs on television. No, if you have a car, you've got to tax and insure it. You know what I mean? That, that's how it goes. Uh, you, you see them, don't you? They, they, they have these AMPR cameras now that tell you whether there's any tax or, or
0: insurance. I think that's the problem, though, isn't it, Neil? The The thing is, the two are probably related. If you haven't got tax and insurance, you're more than likely going to be the sort of person that will get rid of the problem by going and cutting the, the clamp. Um, I don't think that's rocket science to find that one out. Wouldn't would you agree?
1: No, no. but now they have yeah they, they have AMPR cameras in the police cars now, and you see them when 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 they put them up, right? They just check the car off them. You know, you have no insurance, you have no tax, and if you don't come and pay 150 quid, that's for, for us checking it and storing it. And you don't pay the thing and get your insurance covered, then it gets crushed.
0: You I know, think we're getting. We're getting ever nearer that comment that we have made many, many times on this podcast. With so many islands around the British Isles, so many people that might be able to construct these prisons that would be necessary and then make your prisons more and more austere as you get more and more problems from those particular people. I mean, I don't really think... Um, anybody could now ascribe to a point of view that the softly, softly approach is working. Because quite frankly, you only need to look at the country to see that it isn't working. And um, I think our di- our ideas that we started mooting about 10 years ago, I think quite honestly they're in dire need of them now, aren't they?
1: Exactly. Build them on these islands all around Scotland and off Wales or wherever. Build them all up and Listen, instead of giving them, as you say, this softly, softly approach, no, this is how it's going to be from now on. You're going in prison for six months, 12 months, your family come and feed you. You know, there's no internet, there's no phones, there's nothing like it used to be. You know, uh, Governor, uh, my room's a bit cold, I used to put another bar on window for him. No, that's how it's going to be. Just stop all this nandy-pandy stuff, you know, Oh, look, well, he needs a book uh, to, to do this, that. Yeah, what, you learn how to sell drugs or make drugs or bombs or whatever. No, no, you're in prison for a punishment, not for a holiday. You make me laugh.
0: Neil. i i tell you, Neil, it's just, um, I just can't see any light at the end of the tunnel for Britain at the moment. I hope I'm, I'm wrong. Um, I'm with you. But, you know, there's a lot more going on that we don't know about. So uh, let's just keep our fingers crossed and hope things will improve for them. Neil, another week has gone by. Thank you very much indeed for your uh, content. And um, we look forward to next week.
1: Yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Vince. Thank you, Neil. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.